Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we get pulled into ultra space via an ultra wormhole. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, Patrick, I have a new favorite genre of animal videos. Okay. And it is pandas misbehaving. Okay. I love it. Misbehaving in what way? So, like, their their handler, you know, is trying to, like, get them out of the tree. Right. Or have them, you know, like... uh, sit there for a photo or to get like their weight taken or something and the panda's not having any of it mm. i like it when a panda is like uh the man that's in the pen to like do other stuff uh-huh. i'm just gonna hang on to his legs yes oh my gosh it's Those so are good. good videos there's just it's um and i look i know that on tuesday we definitively determined that you're like a mountain beaver or something like that's that. right and an ancient uh, rodent, uh, yeah. an ancient rodent. Couldn't, couldn't wait we're less than we're a minute into the episode already the uh, the mountain beaver is we brought it back up and that's you know and like uh, for a few minutes, I was really into the mountain beaver, but now I'm uh, I'm into on. misbehaving pandas. All right, uh, that's that's fair. On on the on the subject of uh, beavers and uh, beaver videos, uh-huh. though, um, I like there's some zoo that uh, has made a habit of uh, giving beavers like too much food to carry and then making them walk back to their habitat with it. Have you seen these? No, <laughs> they're like walking through a whole zoo uh-huh. and they're like trying to hold a sweet potato and like a carrot and they can't do it. It's okay. too much. They keep dropping it. On the one hand, I love this idea. Yes, but on the other hand, why are you giving those beavers? too much food for our you know like um mm. are are you are you creating content and creating um anxiety in these beavers well, okay well uh, th- i mean their lives are they live in a prison right <laughs> this is this is a time where they get to walk all the way across the yard and they get too much sweet potatoes i'm sure they love it <laughs> it's like bonus time for the amusement of the warden and we're all the warden <laughs> Right, but it also like then draws attention to the look. I'm not going to defend zoos. I don't think <laughs> we should. It's, uh, they actually some zoos are maybe good. I don't really have a stance on this. I mean, I'm just saying my favorite videos are the ones where the uh, animals are standing up for themselves. You know, they're they're taking it out on the man. They're taking yeah. it out on the handlers. Well, your sure, favorite they videos. They can believe that that they are taking that they're uh, getting one over on the man. When in reality, the man's like, I will tolerate this because it will get us more clicks. Yeah, that's true. Like, there, no matter what, it's the man we got to worry about. The pandas and the beavers need to team up. M- Mark, if you want to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, you certainly can. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Give us a mailing address where I can send you my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. I pay for the postage to you. Um, I don't pay for your time playing the game. Uh, you don't have to play the game. You can do with it whatever you want. Uh, and then I pay for the postage back. It is the perfect borrowing program. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there instead of uh, Sonic Forces. But that doesn't uh, decrease the perfection of the program. No. Nay, I say. Um, another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere that you get your podcasts. We appreciate it so much. Pack 
Patrick and I love reading your reviews. It really helps people find the show. So thank you to everybody who has left a five-star review. If you leave us a five-star review on the US Apple Podcast Store, we can see it and we will give you a shout out on the show. But if you leave us a review anywhere else, we still want to recognize it. So please hit us up on Twitter, send us an email, let us know that you left a review somewhere else so that way we can acknowledge it on the show. Uh, Also, you should get into our Discord. You should join the Nintendo Cartridge Society Discord, uh, but you need to be invited. So here's what you need to do. You need to email us. You need to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, any way that you can get in touch with us, let us know you want to be in that Discord. We'll send you a link. You can hang out with us. We're having fun conversations about Nintendo. Everyone's super chill and super fun. So get in there as soon as you can. Finally, at the end of August, we are going to be ranking ranking and determining the best Mario Kart 8 Deluxe track. But yes, we need your help. We We're, so badly need your help. We are going to be talking about the 48 original tracks that released with the game. So DLC is not included. Um, but we need to know your favorite tracks, your least favorite tracks, the tracks that you want to make sure don't make it anywhere on, near the top of that list. And look, uh, th- this is where we need your help to identify the little details that make tracks special. So like... Is there some interesting looking shy guy on the side of the road in, in one of these courses? You better email email us and tell us about it because Mark and I are going to miss it. Mm-hmm. We're not even going to know that that's there. We're going to take extensive notes, but we're going to miss everything that's important to you. So write in and tell us yeah. what not to miss. I have shy guy face blindness, so they all look the same to me. So I need your help. Well, see, I grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of shy guys. Oh, so, yeah, of course. Know, I, I could, it's always. Uh, we need your help. Email us, uh, write in, uh, hit us up on Discord. By August 19th. By August 19th. Um, All right, Mark, there was a Pokemon Presents this morning, yesterday morning, uh, as of the release of the show. Let's get into it. Six o'clock in the morning, Mark. Six o'clock in the morning um, is uh, Pacific time uh, is, is when uh, uh, Nintendo decided to roll this thing out. The Pokemon company decided to roll this thing out. We already decided we don't know who makes these decisions, who puts these presentations together. Uh, so I think it is the Pokemon company. Yeah. Or at least it's released on official Pokemon channels and not by, it's not like a Nintendo Direct that shows up on Nintendo channels. You have to go to That's like true. the Pokemon channel in order to view it. And I got to say, you got to um, uh, dismiss a lot of um, Pokemon Presents reaction videos to find the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it's a bummer to me how like, and this is true of um, most Nintendo Directs and um, like uh, Sony PlayStation states of play and, uh, and, and the like, where it's just like, there are so many live stream reaction videos that it can be like genuinely tricky to find the right one. Yeah, totally. Uh, I have a question for you, Patrick. So you and I are not huge Pokemon heads. We, a lot of the games that were presented here, I guess actually, like we haven't spent a ton of time in mm. and I'm just curious your overall kind of like thoughts, reactions to the Pokemon presents. So this felt very much like a Pokemon presents to me, which is to say that uh, like half the time they were talking about stuff that I uh, don't care about at all. Uh, and like, just know that I won't engage with. Uh, and then the other half was talking about the most or the, the upcoming big Pokemon game that I am interested in. Um, and by that metric, knowing that I was going to, uh, you know, not be interested in uh, 10 minutes of this 20-minute presentation, 
Uh, I like this one a lot. Uh, I think that Scarlet and Violet look like really uh, robust, interesting, cool games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this was a good Pokemon Presents for me. What about you? Yeah, I felt the same way. I So, yeah, there are a lot of, like, games and specific things in here that I'm not super knowledgeable about. I've never played a lot of these games. But the thing that really struck me is how good the Pokemon company is at brand management. There are yes. so many... There's so many. There are so many, like, touch points for players, consumers, whatever you want to call them, to interact with Pokemon in such, like, a vast array of things. Because, yes, there's, like, the traditional RPGs, but they also understand that, like, the I, I think, from my perspective, one of the core selling points of Pokemon is, like, here are all these adorable little monsters. Yes. And so something like Pokemon Cafe, you know, like... Who cares if you like RPGs, right? Like it has absolutely yeah. Like who, who cares? likes this who, Squirtle is wearing an ascot. Exactly. Like, what, it, what do you? What? What? It, it makes absolutely no difference right. whether you've interacted with Pokemon in any fashion before, or if you're just attracted to you know a game like Pokemon Cafe because it looks so appealing and inviting. But that's just like un- I just feel like Pokemon Company, Creatures Inc., Game Freak, whoever is in charge of like this these decisions. They're they are so good at it. There's something like yep. Pokemon, I feel like, for everybody. For like every type of player. Yeah. With, with the possible exception of like the hardcore video gamer, I feel like that is still like part of the market that they're they're catching anyway, <laughs> That's right? right? That's right. That's um, right. We just need uh then we give Pikachu a gun. Just give Pikachu bang! a gun. <laughs> is that what Pikachu sounds like when yeah. he's shooting you? He yells bang. <laughs> I don't want to play this game, Mark. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> but uh, you know this, uh, this presentation also. Um, Bang! Well, uh, <laughs> he's just not very good. He's, uh, he's, it's Pikachu with a shotgun. What are you gonna do with a shotgun? <laughs> I didn't say these were wise decisions. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Um, no, but uh, they, they spent a lot of time in this uh, presentation, and you know we're gonna like hit this the whole thing like beat by beat. Um, but. Uh, uh, sort of dwelling on the Pokemon World Championships and then eventually talking about Pokemon Go and about holding like events, uh, like in-person events again. Um, And it seemed like there was a real like sense of celebration around like Pokemon is bringing people together in like spaces again. Uh, We couldn't do it because of the pandemic. Now we say what pandemic? Um, Because it's, you know, still going on. (laughs) Um, But uh, there's so much more to Pokemon than the card game, than the uh, than the, the 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 video games, than the anime. It's like a culture, right? That it's like you come together to play Pokemon, and that means so many different things. And we'll get there, but I really like the idea. Anyways, we'll see how it's executed in November. The idea of Scarlet and Violet being seemingly in like holy multiplayer experiences if you want it to be. Yeah. And that feels like something that you're talking about, you know, like this um, Pokemon is a way to make connections with other people. And I like that that is being brought into the mainline series in a very prominent way. Right. And not just like, cause you know, you could do the, the, the four player, like, I don't I actually don't know if it's all four uh, or two. But like or the, four. the raids, right. In, yeah. Um, uh, Sword, Sword and Shield. shield. 
but you could only do that in like the the raids and in the wild area, right? Mm-hmm. And this is like the whole game, um, which is very uh, I- intriguing and appealing to me. Um, and I think we need we need to develop some sort of strategy for like how we're going to play um, Pokemon Sky- Scarlet and Violet together. Because um, like I want to do it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's going to be a fun opportunity to hang out with other people who uh, people who listen to the show um, and uh, just other. Other people who play Pokemon, like we have a lot of people in our world, in our orbit, who are going to be way into these games. Uh, I think it would be fun to get way into the the, the new Pokemon. I games. think it would be too. One thing I'm curious about is, uh, in the past, you and I have kind of like one of us has gotten Sword, one of us has gotten Shield, one of us got Sun, one of us got Moon. Yeah, we're gonna do that again. But can you, like, if you have two different versions of the game, yes, will you be able to like play with each other? Yes. You will. I mean, totally, yeah, because uh, the legendaries are exclusive to oh. one version, and they showed a lot of uh, two Coridons. You're right. Two, uh, You're Maridons, right. So. I just didn't know if it, uh, that that makes a ton of sense. I wasn't sure because you know they talk about there's a different school in each version. There's yes. different you know yes. like um, professors. So I, I'm I feel like there are maybe going to be limitations to the multiplayer, like when you can activate it, but we're not aware of yet right but like like you when you go into town that it's like you have your own town and then like everyone has to meet up outside of town or whatever right yeah, yeah. so that way you can keep your individual like gyms or you know pokemon because there's going to be different pokemon in each game i don't know i just think it's an exciting possibility yeah, we'll learn yeah. more about it but yep yep yep, yep we'll yep. talk more at the end um it would be insane if they gated multiplayer to people buying the same version of the game Right, because yes. like so much of uh, the the strategy in releasing two kinds of Pokemon is to make people with the the two different versions interact with each other to catch them all, because you need to interact with someone who has uh, blue, so you who bought red can collect all the Pokemon. Yes, yeah, so you can trade back and forth. Right. But you're right. Now you don't necessarily have to do that. You can, in theory, we think. Meet up in somebody else's game. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, it's got to just be that, like, one... Oh, and actually, that that is sort of... I, I was looking for the, the name of the thing, what they call it. It's like a... Not a summoning circle, a union circle. Um, so, like, I wonder if you are pulling people into one specific game or you're visiting someone's game. Yeah. Or if there's, like, some mysterious, like, special third, uh, you know, version of the world that you go to when it's multiplayer or what. Um, but I, we'll, we'll get to all, all of that in, in time. Um, Mark, would you like to just start at the top of the presentation? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so the, uh, this was 19 minutes and 20 seconds long, 19 minutes and 10 seconds long, something like that. Um, hosted generally, uh, speaking by, uh, Takato Utsunomura, Utsunomaya, Utsunomaya. Sounds good to me. Sounds great. Um, who uh, rocking a, uh, a floral pattern shirt and a bright color plaid. Um, d- d- stunning, stunning outfit on this guy. Yeah, I so in the Scarlet and Violet trailer, there are all these, they show you all these who look like main NPCs in the game. Yeah. And they're all very stylish. Yes. So I feel like the drip is dripping from the top of the Pokemon company mm-hmm. and uh, invading and all parts of it. It's, it's very uh, soaked the game. Uh, yes. In drip, yes. Yeah. The, the, uh, the trickle down theory of style for sure. Actually uh, works in this one. Yep. Uh, this is the one place where trickle down works. <laughs> Um, but uh, so uh, Utsuna Maya <laughs> uh, handed off the the early part of the presentation to it's Utsunomiya. Utsunomiya. 
Utsunomiya. Yeah, I'll buy that. Um, thank you. Uh, hand, handed it off to uh, Chris Brown um, to uh, the Pokemon Company International to talk about the uh, World Championships of, of Pokemon in London, August 18th through the 21st. So that's very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in, in London, do you think they uh, did it in London because of Sword and Shield? That they were like, oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe they did. Yeah. Um, the less drip here. <laughs> Le- yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was I? Oh, one thing I thought was interesting is I don't understand how these official Pokemon tournaments work. Yeah. Um, or how people are like because it sounded like the, these World Championships, which makes sense as the championships, are like an invitational, and they talk about in the presentation that. People have been, you know, working for years yep. to get to the point where they're able, where at they're at this invitational, and I think that's just really cool. It's it's impossibly cool, and it's so so it's uh, they are bringing back what they've done for previous Pokemon World Championships, which means it's the the uh, trading card game, the uh, just they say the video game, but like I don't know what version they're battling in, um, and uh, Pokemon tournament. Um, so uh, that that's three different ways that you can uh, participate, and all are totally different, right? Like the CCG is its own beast. It's like going to a magic tournament. The video game is a video game, and then Pokemon tournament is a fighting game. Um, and then they're adding two more games to the lineup: um, Pokemon Go, which is nuts that that is because uh, that game has the biggest player base of anything in the world, um, and Pokemon Unite, um, which is such a huge online game that like it's neat to see that drawn into like a real meat space like taking this esport um and really just uh putting it up at the Pokemon World Championships. They also talk about it having like the largest Pokemon Center pop-up shop ever and they're having these exclusive little like British Pikachu and I think it was an Eevee. I, ca- I can't remember that part. I mm. my my eyes are always drawn to a cute looking Pikachu. Yeah, same. In these little like British beef eater outfits. Yeah, he's like wearing a hat, but it's like a little bit crooked. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It is. Um. I mean, if you need to understand the appeal of Pokemon, it's simple. It's that Pikachu is adorable and yes. doubly adorable when you put him in a cute outfit. Put him in a cute outfit and don't forget a hat. <laughs> He needs a hat. Don't you dare forget Don't that hat. Don't you dare forget that hat. Um, yeah, it's uh, they, they were selling like a, a little plush of, of this Pikachu, but he's also like on the seal that like represents the world championships, um, which is very cool. And then they ended the, uh, the, the presentation here with uh, showing off the trophy, um, which is a Pikachu standing on top of a Pokeball on top of a like spiky thing and the Pikachu itself is also holding a trophy. So you sort of get two trophies when you win this trophy, right? Well, and again, the Pikachu is so cute. It looks so pleased. Yes. To be holding very this happy. trophy. He's very happy. Uh, it's adorable. I was um, at first when they were like, we're going to show off the trophy. I was like, who cares? Boo. But then I saw the trophy and I've never loved a trophy more. Right. It's a good looking trophy. It was, uh, it, it sort of shocked me that it's like bright, color like that because the base of it is just like gold right yeah uh, and then like when you get to the pikachu they're like no the pikachu should be yellow and like he should be standing around a red and white pokeball uh-huh. they're just like paint it all yeah it's cool i would love one of those in my house well you got to be a world champion <laughs> someday do you think they give out five of them like one for i uh, do i do game, yeah. i bet they do for like card game video game pokemon tournament pokemon go and pokemon unite uh if the pokemon world championships were in los angeles would we go 
maybe not this year. Right, you mean with COVID? Right, right. Yeah. Yes, I'm saying like. But yes, I, I, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that would be. I think it would just be so much fun. I think anytime, even though like we're not the, you know, like the biggest Pokemon fans, my experience has been that anytime you are around a yes. lot of people who are very excited about the thing, it is infectious. Yeah, it's just so much fun. Right, which is also again why we're not going this year because it is in fact <laughs> infectious. <laughs> We don't want COVID. We don't want monkeypox. Uh, all right. Um, so that that sort of ends the the world championship news. Um, we go back to Utsunom- Utsunomaya. Oh, Utsuno. God, you had you had me, Mark. Let's just call him. Uh, you had it. Takedo. Okay, fine. Takedo introduces uh, more uh, information about Pokemon games. Uh, and the, I, I wrote here uh, mobile apps, but they're not all mobile apps, but you can play every single one of these games on your phone. They start with Pokemon Go. Um, they just held in-person events in Berlin and Seattle, um, and now they're headed to Sapporo, Japan uh, for a, another uh, an, another event. They talk about there being Ultra Beasts at each event, which appear to be like... Some they're weird of, looking Pokemon. They are weird looking. These are Pokemon. intimidating Pokemon that I don't much care. For. They're intimidating. I think they're kind of funny. They're like strutting around. Yeah. There's um. They're like tough guy Pokemon. There's this one like spider lady or lady with like long arms mm-hmm. that she's like swishing around. They made me laugh. And a Buzzwole is, 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 is among them. <laughs> and I only right. know I only know its name because it gets a, a shout out later later on down the line. Buzzwole. If you if you've never buzz, it's it's like Buzz and Swole mm-hmm. jammed together. Um, it's like a muscle man, except his head is a mosquito, and he's all red. I, it makes <laughs> me laugh. Uh, the finale is happening August 27th, so later this month, and it's a worldwide event. So Pokemon who are that are not usually available in your region are available now, or will be available. Will be available during the finale event. And the finale event seems like... that. It, so it's the conclusion of some story that's happening in Pokemon Go. Um that is utterly bewildering to uh, people like Mark and myself, where they're like, uh, you know, help rediscover what's happening and whatever. And also what happened to Professor Professor Willow, who got sucked into ultra space through an ultra wormhole. I just love it so much. It's, it's, uh, it's just the right kind of nonsense. They also uh, are touting daily adventure incense, which for 15 minutes each day, it lets you track more Pokemon, including legendary. And again, Pokemon that are not usually found in your region. Also, they are showing off that over 700 Pokemon are available in the Pokemon Go decks. Um, which is a lot. Still not all of them. Um, which I, I, I feel like a full, complete uh, Pokedex is now a fantasy for any game. I think Pokemon Go is going to get there. You think they're going to get there? Uh, totally, because I think Pokemon Go is still insanely popular. I was yep. in San Francisco a couple of months ago. And um, uh, we saw people, you know, like playing Pokemon Go, trying to capture uh, a Pokemon Center or whatever it is. Yeah, there. yeah. a gym. A, a gym, yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I think they'll eventually get there. It doesn't seem like Pokemon Go is going anywhere. That's a good point. And I guess as long as they stick around, they'll likely catch. Although, like, new Pokemon are being invented all the time because mm-hmm. they got to, like, release a new mainline one every couple of years with new Pokemon. Yep. Uh, next up is Pokemon Unite, which this is the one that is available on Switch, but also on mobile. Um, it is celebrating its first anniversary. Uh, sort of hard to believe that Pokemon Unite has been around for one year. Uh, feels like it has left a, it has such a big, like, 
footprint in the world of like esports and like MOBAs right now. Um, it's sort of hard to believe that's only been around for a year. Yeah. They're celebrating it with new Pokemon and features, also events and campaigns, including... Right. And I, was, I just wanted to interrupt real quick and just say, we don't know what any of that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can, we can figure, we can puzzle out what new, what new Pokemon we and features new po- mean. Yes. Yeah. Well, but features, what... I, okay, sure. <laughs> what is different from a feature, an event, and a campaign? Great question. Yeah. We will never know. But one thing we do know yes. is that starting August 3rd, for a limited time... Pika Party is available, and this is basically Oops All Pikachu mode. Yes. Where they said all the players, all like the Pokemon in the game, yes. are all Pikachu. Everyone's Pikachu. Uh huh, with different like costumes or hats, it looks like. Uh, and it seems like there's a one big Pikachu in the middle. Again, we don't know how Pokemon Unite works, right. but there's one big Pikachu in the middle, and he's like classic fat Pikachu. Uh, and all the rest of them are, you know, one of them is wearing like a party hat, another one's wearing a cowboy hat. And, you know, like, how can you be mad at any of it? Can I, like, when I die, I hope that whatever afterlife I go to mm-hmm. is like Pika Party. Sure. So, like, your Valhalla is just fields of <laughs> Pikachu? I, would, I think I would love that so much. So, okay, when, when Mark dies, it'll be like that scene in Gladiator where <laughs> <laughs> his fingers, instead of over a field of wheat, it's just Pikachu it's ears. It's just Pikachus. Oh, my gosh, I would love that so much. Um, The other thing, and this... Uh, this made me think of it, but it's more a little more prominent in the Scarlet and Violet trailers. Is it delights me to no end that as more and more the like rendering of Pokemon becomes HD, they still make these really mechanical sounding noises that are pulled that sound yes. like they're you know basically pulled from the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like that is what they'll forever sound that, that's like. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just like gears grinding together. <laughs> uh, and then they're also adding the the new Pokemon, Buzzwole, um, who we talked about earlier, the muscle Buff man. Buffbug. Yeah, Buffbug. Uh, also out on the 3rd, which was uh, yesterday. Um, and then there are more events planned for September, and we'll find out more about those when we find out more about those. Next is Pokemon Masters EX, another mobile game. Uh, there's like a little trailer with uh, an un-seen... Like, um, yeah, player, like, an, like, like a, an adventurer who's yeah, like, like running up, up to a snowy peak. Uh-huh, and uh, up at that peak is Ash and Pikachu. Right, and I, I know that this trailer got like some people very excited for like, what is this? Is this a, like, a new Let's Go um, or anything like that? And no, it turns out it's just, uh, a, just a trailer for Pokemon Masters EX, which is celebrating its third anniversary. Also, it at, at, after that like uh, trailer with Ash and Pikachu, there is another trailer that I just call the Hey, Hey, Hey trailer because it's a bunch of NPCs. Their pictures show up and go, hey. Then another one shows up and goes, hey, hey. And, and then, like, a third one shows up and is like, what are you doing here? Or something like that. And that's the end of it. Uh, one of them said, uh, let's work on our friendship right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. And then it's like, the Trainer Lodge coming in August. Now, I don't know what a Trainer Lodge is, but if it, it sounds like the animal crossification of Pokemon. And I got to say, that's a genius idea. Like it, it sounds to me, based on the trailer, that it's like a place you go to work on your relationship with somebody. Well, that's just the one character who is like, let's work on our friendship. Let's work on our friendship is such an intimidating thing to say to someone. Especially, let's work on our friendship right now. Right now. That's like really intimidating. Like, I understand uh, let's work on our communication. Mm-hmm. Let's work on our relationship if it's like a romantic thing or like you're dating someone. Um, but like, 
let's work on our friendship. I don't think you can say that to someone. I, it's it's just really intense. It's really intense. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can say that to like a brother you haven't seen in a long time. Mm. Like, we need to work on our friendship. Mm. We're mm-hmm. not friends anymore. Yeah. That's the tone I want from a Pokemon <laughs> game. For sure. Absolutely. Lo- yeah, long lost brother. <laughs> uh, ne- next up is uh, Mewtwo is coming to Pokemon Cafe Remix. Um, this, uh, the way they set this up is impeccable. It, it, perfect. No notes. Uh, this is genius marketing. It's like a, a f- regular render of like a scary looking Mewtwo. Uh, and then they're he's, like. And he's like, like growling, like getting ready. Or he's like scowling, like yeah. getting ready to attack. He's like floating and there's purple energy coming out of him. Because like what even is a Mewtwo? No one knows. Um, and then they're like, he <laughs> wants a latte. His, his, his stomach rumbles. <laughs> yeah. He's like looking all like upset, like like intense, like That's ready right. to attack. And then his, his tummy grumbles. Right, so he wants some sous vide egg bites from the the cafe, and so he's coming to cafe uh, Pokemon Cafe Remix, um, and you can unlock him after you make a meal for him in one minute or whatever. And then they give just an excruciating amount of detail as to how to unlock the Mewtwo in this game. And when they go into like Pokemon Cafe Remix, um, and they're like showing everything, it looks like this game has a million different systems in the way that a lot of these free-to-start games yes. that eventually yes. have you unlock stuff, like, they seem to always have just, like, a kajillion systems you have to manage and learn and unlock gems for. Yeah, but seemingly none of it is about the gameplay, no. right? Like, I think I think the gameplay of the game is you level up the the Pokemon who are, like, working on the dishes or, you know, whatever, you're, the, the, the coffees that you're making. You select the best ones, and then you just keep mixing. Like, the, the actual puzzle part of it is just you, like, circling something with your finger until it's done. Yeah, that's what it looks like. But the excruciatingly granular detail that they go into yeah. on how to unlock Mewtwo makes me feel like this is a very confusing game to manage all the systems. Yes. Because otherwise, why would you need to do this? I I mean, what a great question. Uh, unless they're just trying to like show you, like, here are the kinds of experiences you have in this game. Um, and the one thing that I think this that was really worked in this trailer's benefit is that, uh, you know, they're like putting together the, the team of uh, chefs that are going to be working on this thing. And there's like a Pikachu, there's a Squirtle, there's like two other Pokemon. Um, and each, look, they do not let a Pokemon uh, like exist in this world in the world of Pokemon Cafe Remix without it wearing a cute little hat oh my or a scarf or something. They are so cute. They're so cute. Because the art style yes. is adorable. Yes. But then also, look, n- normally we're like the party hat that only goes on the Pikachu. I don't, And I don't want to see a top hat on anyone but the Pikachu. But uh, Cafe Remix, no way, man. It's like everyone gets a hat. Yep. If I, when I die... This is there's a lot of Mark Death talk so far. If I don't, episode. if I don't go to a Pika party afterlife, yeah, I hope I am praying that I go to like a uh, Pokemon cafe afterlife. You could experience both of these things in your life right now on your phone, which you always have with you. It's not the same. It's not the same. I can't lay down on the ground and have all these adorable Pokemon like run over me. That is true. But what if that's how I died? If you're trampled to death by <laughs> Pikachus and party hats? That wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> uh, speaking of being trampled to death, uh, we sort of transitioned out of this by seeing the starters from Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So we're talking Fuecoco, Quaxley, and Sprigatito. Um, but they're human beings in mascot costumes. 
uh, and they're just standing in front of like a white background. They've got no little physical skit uh, happening. No. They just walk off. <laughs> Can I... But in this moment, yes, when uh, the crocodile, when Fue, Fue, Coco. Fue Coco is standing there, I realized that Fue Coco is supposed to look like a baby that's wearing a diaper. And that's really upsetting to me. I, do I don't think, like that. Do you think it's, it's, like it's, it's, it's underbelly is supposed to look like a diaper? I think it's, well, yes, I think it's intentional. Hmm. I do. I do think it's intentional to be looking like a, a baby with a diaper. I guess like the uh, the big like smile with like the one big tooth, like it there is something baby like about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it though. Um, have we talked about this? Who who's your favorite uh, um, among this bunch? Ooh, I think I I can't remember what I said when the game was first revealed. You're allowed to change your mind. Well, I think I may have said Fue, Fue Coco I think previously. You did. I think you did. But um, the this diaper revelation is really turning me around on it. So I. Th- think i like quaxley okay well now we both we can't both start quaxley is the thing well sprigatito isn't bad yeah and maybe someone can change my mind on uh fue coco that it's not a diaper consider it a challenge uh-huh. listeners yeah. uh write into us let mark uh, convince mark that fue coco is not wearing a diaper uh, but i mean you're gonna have to it's gonna have to be a diagram with yeah, like arrows right. i think like yeah it's yeah, gonna have to be a pretty it's gonna you're gonna have to jfk this thing uh-huh. and really like draw all over it and figure it all out um but you're claiming quaxley it sounds like uh, I'm just You're planting I, I'm, your flag. I'm I yes, I'm saying that I like Quaxley. I think I'm going to go Quaxley, um, but you know, in, in, until until we buy these games and like start them up, I think it's an it's an open conversation. Do they usually show the full um, evolutions before the game is released? Because I, that could change my mind as well. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Here's the thing: uh, when in the history of okay, with the exception of Charizard. Um, when have any of the evolutions been better than the the starters? That's true, but like the one for um, uh, Rowlet from Sun and Moon, yeah, was kind of funny when he was like a moody teenager with bangs. Like that yeah. was funny, but I agree it wasn't as good as it's not as good, it's not as cute, but as it, it the was funny. Little owl wearing a leafy bow tie. Uh-huh. I mean, like that's <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> Uh, All right, this is how we uh, transition into more information on Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, which is still coming out on November 18th. Uh, Mark, how would you like to tackle this? Um, We've got some notes here that we wrote down just sort of like chronologically. I I kind of think we should just talk about the parts of it that we found striking or interesting instead of trying to do an accounting of the entire like sure. trailer. So I, I I think the the first like big new piece of information that we got here is uh, we got the name of the region right, which is Paldia, um, and I was not able to get a you know how they like in in recent years they've been like this uh, this region is sort of based on uh, London or on Hawaii or you know that's there there've been these sort of like real world uh, geographic touch points for these things. What do you think Paldia is supposed to be? So I. My memory is that, do they actually say, like, oh, this is based on Hawaii, or do they just leave it for us to intuit? Um, I, My memory is that, like, they never in the presentations actually say, like, this is the UK. But I thought, I feel like when it was first revealed, we all kind of came to the conclusion that it's, like, Spain? Yeah, but as as we get, like a wider view of it, it seems more generically European to me. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't know. 
It's, yeah, I, I don't know either. But it, it could also just be a, a function of um, it's so big, right, that they, they're offering so much of, uh, like, a, a big open world, which is another point that we'll get to here. Um, but it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, so it may yeah, not be You're right. Maybe that is it because enough, yeah. it has so many – I'm sure it's going to have, like, different temperature zones and all that kind of stuff that will make it um, more unique than, right, like, right. the uh, Alola region. I also thought it was interesting that we, I'm always a sucker for a, like, in-school story, you know? Like, that was one of the things that drew me to Fire Emblem Three Houses and, like, the Hogwartsification of Fire Emblem. And it seems like there's a similar sort of thing going on here. Yes. And that did pique my interest. Although it's unclear how frequently you're going to be returning to this uh, space. Like, um, the the way they talk about the the story structure of the game, which we'll get to in a bit, um, didn't make it seem like you are going to be revisiting the same place over and over again. Right. But that's I true. Mean, so like the the sort of like hub worldness of uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, where after every fight you're back in the school, uh, the Garigmach Monastery for a while. Um, that seems like a little less likely to me. But 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 because it is open world. I wonder if they you will have a base of operations in a way that you didn't in previous Pokemon games. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, that is where you go because, you know, that's where uh, the Pokemon Center is or, you know, like whatever. Like there are like some base things there, but you're right. We don't know. All of the – or the majority of the NPCs that they specifically called out in the trailer are from the academies. Yeah, related There's like to the, school, the director yeah. of academy, your homeroom teacher is one that they call out. But and we're, so, we're still – kind of like three months from the game so i doubt we've you know they're not revealing everything at this point right so it's possible that since they were revealing the school element whether it's a big part of the game or not that the npcs that they're revealing are also around the school because they aren't ready to talk about other areas yet right oh and and you know we we've known this information before but the uh which professor you have depends on which version of the game you have and i think it also like the uh, academy that you're attending also is yeah different it does in, in, yeah because in, in, in the trailer they just referred to it as like uh, a certain academy. a certain academy uh-huh so i definitely and it looks like there are two versions yeah yeah so um there's uh which is also like it, it's interesting to me that they uh like have these and i i guess we 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 saw that when just like having the two different professors but i uh, like it it seems like there's maybe gonna, there are maybe going to be more differences between the two versions of the games than we're used to seeing, um, which are usually just like, you know, some Pokemon appear differently and, um, you know, at, at different rates and some are exclusive. Um, but like to have a different uh, sort of mentor character, like that, that's huge. The other, so the other thing that we learned kind of like because of this school thing is that you are participating in an independent study that is a treasure hunt. Right. Now, Mark, we both went to college. Uh, did you ever have a course that offered an independent study where that was a treasure hunt? <laughs> I mean, I did not, no. Right. But we both got our degrees in treasure hunting. Right? <laughs> That's right. In uh, in uh, terrestrialized arts. Terrestrialology. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's uh, the the sort of like one of the main um, you know like the the special thing that this game has uh, you know like the uh, Gigantamaxine or um, 
what was it called in in uh, 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 Sun and Moon? Sun and Moon. I can't remember. But yeah, like e- each m- recent Pokemon game has like a certain a combat gimmick. Yes. Um, and in Sun or in Sword and Shield, it was that your you could Gigantamax your Pokemon and they became like enormous and had special powerful moves. In this one, it looks like Gigantamax isn't returning, but there's this thing called. Uh, terrestrializing or something like that yes which is which ties into the treasure hunt aspect of it because your the pokemon become bejeweled and are wearing these like enormous jeweled hats or crowns or something yeah do you remember there's this episode of the simpsons where homer thinks he's getting a bunch of money and he imagines himself as the tallest man in the world who's covered in like gold and Uh jewels that's exactly what i thought when i saw (laughs) (laughs) when i saw these things um and they it's based on their terra they change type depending on their terra type right right okay so when 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 you terrestrialize uh these things they uh get boosted certain moves their type gets boosted i don't know what that means it's somehow a water pokemon is now more water i don't know um but then yeah they also some of them change types when they terrestrialize and the type that they change into is different based on their Terra type. So you can, the example that they used was an uh, an Eevee normally stays normal when uh, a a normal type Pokemon, when you terrestrialize it, but some of them might become water type. Some of them might become grass type. Do you know, is Terra type an attribute of Pokemon that has existed like in the past, like I don't you know, think like so, it's just like, oh, okay, okay. I mean, just because they yeah. talked about it so casually that I wasn't sure if it was just an attribute that exists with Pokemon that they're taking advantage of. Right. If it, well, it does sort of seem like they, sh- if if it is a new attribute, which I believe it is, it's strange that they weren't like all Pokemon have secret Terra types, right? Which, you know, whatever. Um. Uh. But th- you know, there 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 are always the like sort of like hidden. And they're not hidden; they're they're listed on there. But the sort of like deeper systems of when you catch an individual Pokemon, um, that like, oh, this one's nature is uh, right. Aggressive I didn't know if it was or, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like one. It's another um, sort of hidden attribute that again may not actually be hidden, and people who are deep into Pokemon know these things. Um, but for surface level players like me, where I'm just like, hey, I, I caught a a, a Pidgeotto. Um, I'm not going to like go in and like figure out like, okay, what's its terror type? What's its, um, oh, I even had nature, nature. Yes. Um, all that kind of stuff. It seems like they're just like adding on little ways for individual Pokemon to be different from other of that same species. Another thing they showed off is similar to what we saw with the Alola region. And, um, I'm blanking on the one from sun and moon for Galar. Yeah. Galar region. There are specific uh, Paldean form of Pokemon. They showed off a Wooper, mm-hmm. uh, Fido, and uh, Satitan. Okay, so Fido and Satitan are just new Pokemon. Oh, okay. Um, they are not uh, Paldean forms of, of existing uh, Pokemon. And we need to stop. We need to talk about Fido. Yes. Fido is a dog made out of bread. <laughs> Its ears kind of look like cinnamon rolls. I mean, yeah, kind of cinnamon rolls or like those rolls that you like pull apart, you know? Yes. When I die. Okay. Yes. If I don't go to a place that's the Pokemon Cafe uh-huh. or, or Pika Party, or Pika Party <laughs> uh, just a place where there's just lot, lots of Fido's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That'd be fine by me. Would you eat a Fido? No. It's bread. It is bread. Yeah. 
Oh, man. It's, it's always warm because it's alive. It's warm bread. <laughs> it's warm bread. Y- you can just tear it and eat it. You could. <laughs> you could. It's a good-looking Pokemon. I wonder if it evolves. Uh, Bang! Well, oh, oh, that was Pikachu with a gun. <laughs> That's a Pikachu with the shotgun again. <laughs> um, sorry, I won't make you uh, answer whether or not you would eat the Satitan as well. <laughs> Um, but you know, g- good-looking Pokemon. I'm excited to see uh, you know what what else they got. I do re- remember when they uh, uh, rolled out the um, electric uh, uh, like dog Pokemon in in the last game. Yes, uh, whose name is like I don't remember. It's like, it's like Romper. But it looks like a corgi. It's like a little electric corgi. Yeah. yeah. Um, I th- they know what they're doing at this point. Like they can just make new um, cute Pokemon that aren't the starters. Uh, and it's nice to see that uh, we're they can keep it up. So I feel like um, we t- mentioned it before in passing, but I think it's very interesting that they are sp- specifically calling it an open world RPG. Yes. And they say for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, like in a Pokemon, in a mainline Pokemon game or just Pokemon game in general, uh, that part they didn't say that I'm editorializing, but they're <laughs> like, it's an open world RPG. And the fact that they are using those words yeah. are, is... Uh, they're staking really, their claim on yes, it. Yeah, yeah. Because that is something that the Pokemon fandom, and just like anyone who's casually played Pokemon games before, um, has uh, wanted, right? In, in one form or another, you want the big open world where you are just like out there in the world that feels alive uh, catching Pokemon. Um, and this is seemingly that. So one of the ways... Well, let's talk about the various like open world aspects that they uh, that they show to sort of like demonstrate it. Um, and one is uh, the various uh, mobility options uh, through the Koridon and the Miridon, which are the legendary Pokemon that seemingly you get early enough in the game that they're going to be your main mode of transportation. Um, unlike uh, the any other legendary Pokemon that you got to really work for. Yeah, do, they like, seem to be like, they're like really mysterious. and These things are handed out like candy. <laughs> Sometimes you see four of them at once. Who knows? Um, but uh, they are they are Pokemon that you ride and you ride them as they are either like cruising along like a regular motorcycle, uh, flying through the air like a hang glider or like scooting along the surface of the, of the water like it's a jet ski. Um, another aspect is that there are Terra raid battles. Yes. That you attack. It seems like they're making a, di- a distinction between previous, like the raids that were in um, Sword, Sword yep. and Shield, mm-hmm. because they make a point of saying you can attack on your own time without having to wait for your allies. Which is interesting, and I wonder how, how that works exactly. Um but it's uh, it's funny that it, it that seemingly acknowledges like oh yeah it was a problem before where you would get into a raid battle and someone would just be like dead at the switch and uh-huh. then like what do you do nothing, um so however they uh, did it they they solved for that um so that's a part of like the uh, like open world multiplayer um, nature of it um they they call their union circles where you like either summon people into your game or get summoned into games again we're not totally sure of that. Uh, you and up to three friends, and they say that you can ride together, you can fight together, um, which seems very... I, I wonder how much story stuff you can engage with in uh, th- this multiplayer. Yeah, I wonder that too. Um, because like we talked about, like there's two different schools and yep. everything. I, it would be very neat if like I could go into your game and I could like 
wander around your school and yeah. like all that kind of stuff. I also wonder if it is, I'm assuming it's like we could be in an instance together, but do we have to always like stay together? What happens if I go off in like the other direction? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's not split screen, right? Like we're on our own switches, uh, possibly even in our own homes. Um, so yeah, I mean, it. We'll, we'll see if there's like any limits on uh, what I can be doing and what you can be doing at the same time in the same world. Or, like, if we get too far apart from each other, the game is like, meh, forget it. We're disconnecting you. I have not uh, seen or really paid attention to the reaction around these announcements from yeah, today. But it feels like the uh, Game Freak is checking a lot of boxes of things that, you know, people have wanted that sound really cool. You know, like, open world, uh, multiplayer through seemingly a lot of the experience. Like, to me, it sounds very exciting. After watching this trailer, I was excited for to like experience Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, well, and so there, there's one more like open world thing that I wanted to circle back to, um, which is they said that there are, uh, are three stories that happen with, with, within the game. And one of the stories is a sort of traditional gym battle th where you're just trying to conquer the eight gyms. Uh, and they specifically lay out that you can approach them in any order you want. There's no prescribed order, which like Pokemon is always like this gym, this gym, this gym, this gym. Um, but it's kind of cool that uh, you can approach whichever gym you're like, oh, uh, this is a rock gym. I can go in there because yeah. I've got the Pokemon that are going to be able to take down those rock guys. Do I know what those types are? Water, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that uh, that there's freedom to approach even that one of three stories in whatever order you want. And they're more mysterious about what the other two stories are, but they say that you can tackle them, tackle those three stories in whatever order. You can take a break from one to like work on the other. Uh, it That's fascinating stuff to me uh they, they didn't go into you know like uh side missions or like side quests or whatever which is a, a lot of what uh, pokemon legends arceus was um uh, this is just like all like big main story stuff and you know who, who knows if we will also have like little side missions yeah it seems like the game has the potential to be massive like very big yeah yeah um and uh, very big and very uh, like free, right? That you can uh, approach things in whatever way you want to, which is kind of the promise of Pokemon. And, uh, you know, what is always delivered on by the end of Pokemon is that like the post game of those things like truly is open. You make your own goals. You figure out what you want to do. Yeah, there's like a legendary to go after and all that kind of stuff. But like just to have that level of freedom from the beginning is very, very tempting. And also... Some of that freedom is in Pokemon Legends, but it's lacking the structure of like the Pokemon gyms, and it's just cool to see that sort of return here, um, that like freedom and structure at the same time. I don't know. It sounds perfect. Yeah, it's it's really kind of fascinating to watch the um, the looking back and seeing the pieces be put in place, where it's like, okay, we have the, the wild region areas. Yes, you know, in Sun and or in uh, Sword and Shield, and we have the multiplayer raids and you know like just the the stuff from Arceus and all of these like building blocks yes and how quickly um in succession that those things have like happened and yeah. then seeing them evolve even further in uh Scarlet and Violet and that's one of the things that they say is that like we've uh we've kept all the things that you love about uh Pokemon games uh but we are also evolving them further and that 
to me, that's what this game actually looks like. I, you know, I say it every, every now and then uh, that this is a Pokemon game that I'm actually excited about and actually excited to play. I will reiterate it. I'm excited about Scarlet and, and Violet. I think they're going to be fun games. Yeah, I think so too. Do you have a pick at this point for which version of the game you want to play? I don't. I, the, um, I feel like with Sword and Shield and even like Sun and Moon, there was something about... I, I did Moon and Shield and there was something about each one that I like gravitated towards. Yeah. With Scarlet and Violet at this point, it just feels like six of one, half dozen of another. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, both the professors are hot. <laughs> um, both of the uh, legendaries are like cool in their own way. Uh, and then and then what? Like everything else is equal. So yeah, um, yeah. Maybe we'll come down to like flipping a coin here at, at, at <laughs> yeah. that point. We'll have to get our auras red and figure out which one we're closer Ooh, to. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we can do the same thing for the uh, for the starters. Yes. And then we have to accept what, however that plays out. Oh man. Oh yeah. We're both Your aura is more Flay like Coco. the diaper baby. <laughs> <laughs> Seems right. Um, all right, Mark. Any. Any other uh, things to say about Pokemon Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet? Uh, those words are too similar, and I'm going to trip <laughs> out over them all the time. Uh, or this Pokemon pr- presents in general. No, I, I just thought it was a fun presentation. I thought it was a fun presentation, too. All right, Mark, let's close this out. We've been chatting, of course, about this presentation in the Discord channel uh, uh, all day today. Uh, get in there uh, so we can continue having those fun conversations. But otherwise, write into us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com, and let us know what you thought. And if there's an obvious uh, pick between Scarlet or Violet that we're not seeing, uh, because we, we want to know. We want to know what people are thinking. Um, all right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the episode, you should share it on Facebook or Twitter or any place like that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying I hope neither of us is a diaper baby. And thank you for listening. <laughs>